Hey everyone, welcome to this bonus episode of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes and today is Thursday and Disney Cruise Line has just released cruise itineraries for the summer of 2022. I suspected that the announcement might come today given how late in the month it is. Historical summer releases have been coming out uh, in the late February, kind of early March time frame. So as the weeks have continued to go by, it was it became a little easier to narrow in on the uh, expected release date. So um, they're out and I'm not sure about all of you, but I, I needed the uh, I needed to pick me up this week. Uh, as you know, I love new itinerary day, so this was definitely a breath of fresh air in an otherwise pretty lousy week. But if I'm being totally honest, this release and really the last couple have felt a little different. I, I feel like the, the pandemic has really sucked the life out of <laughs> the exciting cruise news. Uh, but hopefully uh, the end is near, at least the shutdown anyway, and that a, a return to cruising is finally on the horizon but we're not going to focus on the negative today. Let's talk some new Disney Cruise itineraries. I should note before we start that bookings for the new itineraries begin next week. So that's Monday, March 22nd for Platinum Castaway Club Cruisers. Tuesday, March 23rd for Gold Castaway Club Cruisers. Wednesday, March 24th for Silver Castaway Club Cruisers and, uh, and also DVC members. And then general booking opens on Thursday, March 25th. And also, as a reminder, once again, my wife and I are travel agents uh, specializing in Disney Cruise Line, so let us know if we can help you with your booking. We have some great onboard credit rates to offer, and my Disney Cruise exp expertise comes at no extra cost, uh, so a little extra thrown in there. And as an added incentive for the next week only, we will beat any other agency's onboard credit offer by $50, uh, and since opening week pricing is always the lowest, it'll be... Uh, get the best price and the highest onboard credit rate offered by booking next week with us. Um, if you're curious about a specific cruise, send me an email for a no obligation quote. Uh, you can reach me at Wes, W-E-S, at mickeyworldtravel.com. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's get to it. To me, the biggest news that came from this announcement was not included in the actual announcement. So what do I mean by that? Well, as you know, the Disney Wish is expected to make her debut in the summer of 2022. So naturally, one might have expected that we'd see some um, some itineraries for the Disney Wish. However, given that we haven't really learned anything about the Wish uh, in the last several months, I, I was pretty sure we weren't going to get any itineraries for the Wish during this announcement, which, uh, which turned out to be true. But that doesn't mean we didn't learn anything about the plans for the Wish. We'll get into it in more detail here in a second, but pay close attention to what the Disney Cruise will be doing in the summer of 2022. She only has one sailing from Port Canaveral and then will be relocating down to Miami for the rest of the summer and potentially permanently. Uh, this leaves a major gap in itineraries for the summer of 2022 that will presumably be filled by the Disney Wish. So that's right, based on this announcement, I have a strong reason to believe that the Disney Wish will be taking over the three and four night Bahamian cruises um, from Port Canaveral. I'm not totally surprised by this because it's, it's sort of what I've been speculating for a while and what others have been speculating, but it appears that we now have a definitive answer about the future plans for both the Disney Dream and the Disney Wish. Uh, and now that we are beyond the summer 2022 itineraries, 
I would guess that the next big announcement from Disney Cruise Line, aside from maybe a return to cruising announcement, um, will be related to the Disney Wish. So I will be keeping a close eye out for that. So let's take a look at the new itineraries. And we'll start with the Dream, since we were just talking about it. Uh, As I mentioned, the Dream will do one sailing from Port Canaveral, departing on June 3rd. That will be a three-night Bahamian cruise, and the best kind of three-night Bahamian cruise for that matter, <laughs> one that doesn't visit Nassau. So it's Castaway Key on the first day, followed by a day at sea. Uh, after she returns to Port Canaveral, she will sail without passengers down to Miami, where she will spend the remainder of the summer. From Miami, the Dream will uh, sail a handful of five-night Western Caribbean cruises, um, and the remainder of the sailings will be three and four night Bahamian cruises, very similar to those uh, that she sailed from Port Canaveral. All of the Bahamian cruises from Miami feature a stop at Nassau. Uh, The Dream will round out the summer with the only Castaway Key double dip released in this announcement, which sails on September 26th, 2022. And on that cruise, uh, the the Dream will visit Nassau, which is bookended by the two days at Castaway Key, and then finishes with a day at sea. So pretty, pretty good itinerary there, if you ask me. It will also be interesting to see the demand for the three and four night cruises out of Miami. I think one of the big selling points for those cruises out of Port Canaveral was the opportunity to spend some time at Disney World either before or after your trip. Doing those cruises from Miami sort of takes that out of the out of the equation. So I, I wonder if uh, if the demand will continue to be the same, um, and what percentage of cruise passengers on these sailings only do the cruise versus those who add on and, and stay in the Central Florida area. Uh, I'd be curious to know kind of those statistics. I'm sure that they thought of all that, but I'm just uh, I'm just curious to see. I also wonder if this might mean lower prices, uh, since the the Wish will essentially be sailing the same itineraries uh, from Port Canaveral as what the Dream will be doing down in Miami. So, uh, something fun to think about and uh, to look out for. Moving on to the Fantasy, not too much uh, to note here. Pretty much what we're used to seeing. The majority of the season will be spent sailing the traditional seven-night Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises. There's one Eastern Caribbean cruise at the end of the season that visits St. Martin and San Juan instead of Tortola and St. Thomas, but that's the only Eastern Caribbean cruise that's different. Um, so, But the highlight of this itinerary announcement for the fantasy is the nine-night Southern Caribbean cruise that departs on July 21st. Spends two days at sea, followed by four port days in a row. The first stop is St. Martin, followed by a new port of call, uh, Rousseau Dominica, Uh, and then Antigua and St. Thomas. Then one more day at sea before spending the final day at Castaway uh, Castaway Key. I definitely like that there's a a new port of call mixed in there, but two of my favorites uh, continue to be missing from these Southern Caribbean cruises. That's Grenada and St. Lucia. Uh, I I really wish that they would uh, work those into a future itinerary again. Um, This Southern Caribbean itinerary is essentially an Eastern Caribbean cruise with two extra ports of call mixed in. So uh, I do like the Southern Caribbean itineraries, but this one doesn't really mix it up all that much. And finally, on the Fantasy, there is one five-night Western Caribbean cruise mixed in there, and that's just to to get the ship back on its uh, normal seven-night sailing schedules. 
The Wonders' new schedule is also uneventful and maybe the most uneventful of this entire release. Uh, As expected, The Wonder is scheduled to return to Alaska in the summer of 2022. Hopefully by then, the Canadian government will have opened the cruise ports back up. Um, I was really hoping to see at least one of those longer nine-night itineraries, but instead they are all seven-night cruises from Vancouver. The majority of the itineraries visit the Dawes Glacier, Skagway, Juneau, and Ketchikan. That's kind of your traditional uh, seven-night Alaskan cruise. But there are two sailings that swap out Skagway and visit Icy Strait Point instead. Uh, So a little bit of variety there if you're looking for for something different. Scott from the Disney Cruise Line blog pointed out to me on Twitter that those longer sailings seem to be scheduled kind of every other year. And that, and now looking back on it, uh, it appears that he's right. So um, it makes no sense to me, though. Why? I mean, why can't we have those long cruises every year? Uh, they seem to be really popular and uh, a lot of people like them. So just just do it every year. Give the people what they want. Um, overall, this was probably my biggest disappointment from, uh, this new itinerary release. Uh, I was really hoping to see some, uh, variety on those Alaska cruises. And this leads me to the MVP of this itinerary release. That would be the Disney magic. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who, uh, scheduled a Greek Isles or a med cruise for 2020, um, have already had their 2021 version canceled and are now looking to, uh, to book the same cruise for a third time. So I hope for all, uh, all of their sake that these cruises actually sail next year. Uh, so it comes as no surprise that the Disney magic plans to spend her summer in Europe and for all the lack of excitement from the other ship itineraries, the Disney magic more than makes up for it with this itinerary release. There are a bunch of really cool itineraries here to look at. Uh, and from what I can tell, there are multiple new ports of call. Uh, I'm not even really sure what the best way is to go through all these because there's so much variety, but, um, so I think rather than go chronologically through the itineraries and and jump around a lot. I'll kind of group the similar ones together. So to start, uh, there are several Mediterranean cruises, um, five, six, and seven nights in length that embark from Barcelona and visit various ports of call around Italy and France. We're we're pretty used to seeing those. Um, They're the typical Mediterranean cruises that we've become familiar with over the last several years. The Magic then heads to the Greek Isles with a couple eight and nine night options. And uh, for those of you looking to experience Greece, that nine night cruise has five calls on different ports around Greece. So you'll definitely get your money's worth there. Um, And then if you want the full Mediterranean and Greek Isle experience, check this one out. On July 6th, the Magic will sail a 12 night Mediterranean with Greek Isles cruise from Civita Vecchia. That's the, the port right outside of Rome. This cruise is extremely port-intensive and visits Sicily, Santorini, Piraeus with port adventures to Athens, Mykonos, Naples, Livorno, Villafranche, and Marseille before ending in Barcelona. So that <laughs> that is a really port-intensive uh, itinerary, and <laughs> my body is tired just talking about that one. <laughs> that would make me exhausted, and then factoring in the, uh, the time change as well. There's a seven-night Western Europe cruise from Barcelona that visits Spain and Portugal, uh, and a seven-night British Isles cruise from Dover. Um, if you were hoping for Norway, there's 
really only two options for you, but both are, 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 are pretty cool. One is a seven-night Norwegian Fjords cruise from Dover, which calls on four different ports in a row. I'll try my best to pronounce these, and, and but promise not to make fun of me uh, when I when I butcher them. Uh, Alessand, Nordfjordaid, Eidfjord, and Stavanger. Those are the ports of call. I who knows if I even got those close to being right, but that's <laughs> that's how I would say them. Uh, sadly, no Garanger, which is kind of what we expected. I don't think uh, there will be Disney cruises or any any cruises uh, going to that port of call um, anytime in the near future. The other option, uh, the other Norway option, is an eleven night Norway, Iceland, and Scotland cruise from Copenhagen. This is one of my two favorite itineraries from this release. This cruise calls on Olden, Norway, Malloy, Norway, has overnights in Reykjavik, and calls on Kirkwall, Scotland, and in Vergorden, Scotland, before ending in Dover, England. So that cruise is, is awesome. It covers a lot of nautical miles, gets you to a bunch of different countries, so really cool one there. Um, plus, I've heard the, the overnight in Reykjavik is, is a really fun experience. And finally, there are a couple different uh, Northern Europe cruises. One starts in Copenhagen and visits Estonia, St. Petersburg, Russia, Helsinki, Finland, and Stockholm, Sweden. And the other is an 11-night Northern Europe cruise from Dover with calls on Amsterdam, Estonia, overnight, uh, it overnights in St. Petersburg, calls on Helsinki, Finland, Stockholm, Sweden, and Riga, Latvia. So that's pretty cool. This is a, my other favorite itinerary. There's a, a lot of different variety in there, and I think that's uh, looks like a really fun one. And Latvia, that's an interesting uh, port of call. I think that would be cool. I don't know anything about it, but it's something new. So there's your rundown of the Disney Magic itineraries. Really, kudos to Disney Cruise Line for putting together a really awesome European schedule for uh, the summer of 2022. Uh, <laughs> no, let's just cross our fingers now that they can uh, actually sail it. So thanks for letting me run through all those. I, I try to do it at a high level so it doesn't get too monotonous, but also provide a decent level of detail. Uh, and once again, I'd love to help you book one of these cruises. Just send me an email if you're interested. But before we wrap up here, I, I want I wanted to fill you in on a piece of Disney Cruise from the last week. Uh, excuse me, a piece of Disney Cruise news from the last week that I, I think is is pretty relevant. Um, the Walt Disney Company held its 2021 annual meeting of shareholders on March 9th. There, there was some speculation that some news of the Disney Wish might come out of this meeting, but that didn't end up happening. But Bob Chapek, uh, the, the CEO of Disney, did say something during that Q&A portion of the meeting that I thought was, was pretty notable and wanted to share with all of you. So uh, take a listen. Uh, my question specifically regards to Disney Cruise Line. Uh, if you have any updates on the restart of the ships, as well as possibly the proposed uh, health and safety standards for the ship. Thanks again. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for being a cast member that makes magic for our uh, guest, And also thank you for being such a longstanding Disney shareholder. We're very anxious to get our Disney Cruise Line business back up and running. As you know, uh, the cruise industry had been quite hit hard by COVID and as of right now, we don't have any definitive information in terms of when we'll be able to reopen up our cruise lines. We're anticipating that uh, with some luck and the increase of the number of vaccinations out there and the encouraging trends that we're seeing that maybe by this fall, 
we might be able to have some limited operations of our cruise ships. But that's all going to depend on the incidence of uh, the virus uh, and the vaccination of the general public. So we look forward, though, when we do open up to using the very same disciplined uh, uh, guidelines that we've used in our parks to safely reopen uh, and use those same uh, guidelines on the Disney Cruise Line. So we hope to have you as a guest on our ships when we are able to reopen. Thank you. So I thought those were some pretty interesting word choices that he used there. And I don't, I don't want to read too much into it. I don't want to make too much out of it, but I'm, I'm not, I'm personally not quite ready to rule out summer sailings yet. Um, my background is in finance at publicly traded companies, and I've been involved in dozens of these investor calls. What I know is that investors and analysts listen to these calls and, and from a business standpoint, you're trying to, to manage their expectations. So if Bob Chapek were to come out and say, I think we'll be back in June at full capacity, uh, the analysts then listen to that call and adjust their reports to reflect you know, growth in the business. And those reports ultimately factor into the perception of the business, depending on how well or how poorly the company performs in comparison to, to those expectations. So if they fall short on expectations, it usually results in a, a falling stock price and a, a decrease in shareholder value. If the company exceeds expectations, this tends to increase shareholder value. So I suspect that this was Bob Chapek trying to manage expectations rather than trying to um, to drop some news. So sorry if that was a little confusing, but hopefully it offered, uh, some different perspective. I, I, I don't, I don't think he was actually definitively, I don't think they've made their decision yet about when they're, um, when they will resume again. Uh, so I wouldn't read too much into that until we, we know, uh, until we hear specifically from Disney about, uh, when they will resume. Finally, one last thing before I go, I, <laughs> This was this makes me mad, but I, I had a scheduling error this week, which was completely my own doing. So my show that I had originally planned for Monday will probably get pushed the following week. So I'm really sorry about that. Um, but so thanks for tuning in to this episode. And uh, I wish you all happy booking next week. Please drop me a note on my social media pages and, and let me know what you booked. I'm, I'm excited to hear from all of you. Have a great weekend. And as always, thanks so much for listening.